Hello, and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Samalar Desai. I'm on the Dialogues Editorial Board, and it's my pleasure to be your host for today's episode. And I'm really excited to welcome Dr. Susan C. Taylor. Dr. Taylor is the Burnett L. Johnson Endowed Professor in the Perelman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania Department of Dermatology. She's also the Vice Chair for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in the Department of Dermatology at Penn and the Director of the Skin of Color Research Fellowship. Now, I could list all of Dr. Taylor's accolades, but I want to dive into today's discussion and make a quick call out because Dr. Taylor is also the founder of the Skin of Color Society, which is an organization that has certainly led the way in our understanding of skin of color dermatology and one that I'm proud to be the past president of. of. And also, Dr. Taylor is the developer, the founder, the guru of our AAD Skin of Color curriculum, which we're going to talk about today that she's done in concert with a variety of different colleagues within the academy structure, her co-chair for that work group, and our staff. So today we're really going to focus on what's new and hot in skin of color education, particular emphasis on making sure our members understand that the academy now has a dedicated skin of color curriculum. So Susan, welcome. Thank you very much for that warm welcome and wonderful introduction, Dr. Desai. I want to start by referring everyone to an article that was published in our very own JAD in 2021 by Condinia. And those authors demonstrated that there was a lack of formal education on skin of color across medical school and residency programs, as well as in continuing medical education. Now, this reflects a knowledge gap that impacts the diagnosis and treatment of skin and hair disorders in skin of color patients. A lack of focus on skin of color can then lead to lower recognition rates of dermatologic disorders in skin of color patients and poor confidence by physicians in evaluating those patients. This can lead to health disparities and overall poor health outcomes. Now, in addition, there was another study that looked at the effect of just a one-week-long curriculum on skin of color and perceptions of dermatology residents and then their subsequent level of comfort in treating patients of color. This particular study by Malaba demonstrated that 100% of learners felt that their ability to care for skin of color patients was improved with that particular curriculum and that a skin of color curriculum should be an annual component of their derm academic curriculum. So Dr. Krasinski and I decided that it was incredibly important to create a skin of color curriculum for our members, for our residents, and also for medical students. And that's exactly what we have done. I think that's incredible. And, you know, what what an unmet need and, and what a way to think about how our members can continue availing not only of continuing education and knowledge, but use this as a learning tool. So Susan, that was a a great introduction. Let me ask you, you you mentioned knowledge gaps and you talked Mm -hmm. about knowledge gaps. 
Mm-hmm. Can, can you comment a little bit on what are the knowledge gaps in our dermatology workforce or what do you really see as still the unmet needs? Sure. And that's really important. So if a dermatologist has not had skin of color education or involvement with a diverse patient population during medical school or residency, there's really a need for that type of education so that diseases are recognized in skin of color, appropriate medications are then prescribed for those patients, also knowing what to look for in terms of sequela of those disorders. So those are some of the gaps that a curriculum can indeed really impact upon. So this this skin of color curriculum that we created consists of about 60 modules. Each module is about 20 minutes long. It is, we consider the definitive inpatient and outpatient curriculum for the diagnosis and treatment of skin of color disease, as well as identification and management of both adult as well as pediatric patients with skin of color. That's fantastic. So let's get into a little bit more about how the curriculum really works, because I want our members to really understand where do they access this? Where do they click? How do they even go about going through these modules, going through these lessons, going through the plan? Give us some of the logistics. Absolutely. So the curriculum is housed on the AAD Learning Center. So if you go to your educational page, you will see that curriculum and all you have to do is click on it. Next, so it's really easily accessible. It's important to point out that it's a free resource. There is no charge for this particular curriculum for either dermatologists or for trainees. And you can click on any of the modules in any order. Each module is comprehensive. There are a few that are two parts. They present lectures by leading dermatologists throughout this nation who have specifically created the modules. We have a case-based approach where we present various cases. There are questions that you can answer, and then we will then discuss the appropriate or correct answers. So it's really user-friendly. It's interesting. And each module imparts a great deal of knowledge to the learner. So I want to emphasize one really important thing you said that our members would, would want to know. This is free CME. Repeat, Correct. free CME. And I want to make a hashtag, Susan, to say this is free CME. What a great member benefit. And, yes. you know, and obviously, my conflict of interest and bias here is that this is a passion that's near a topic that's very near and dear to my heart that I'm passionate about with my practice focusing on skin of color. But even if you're a Mohs surgeon or you're a procedural dermatologist or you're a pediatric dermatologist who focuses on, let's say, eczema, there's something in this module for everyone. And I've looked at it, I've gone through it, and I can tell you this is not just for those of us who live in the world of skin of color dermatology as our subspecialty. This is really for all members of the Academy. Wouldn't you agree, Susan? Oh, that is that is an incredibly important point. It is for everyone. If you see patients of color, if you see patients with Fitzpatrick skin types four, five, and six, you will learn so much from these modules. So for example, 
there are disorders present differently in people with skin of color. We go through how to identify those differences, whether it is for psoriasis or for atopic dermatitis, for example. So it is a module or they are modules for all of our dermatologists, all of our learners, you can reach your CME goals for the year utilizing it. And it's really interesting, fast, fun, and interactive. I definitely agree with you. It, it's definitely fun and it's easy. I, I also agree. You know, dialogues in dermatology really has been so popular amongst our members because this is content that people can listen to while they're on their Peloton or on their drive or on a walk. And honestly, you're going to the AAD website, even from your mobile device, you could do the same thing with this curriculum. You don't have to be sitting in front of a computer. I, I really think this is something that's going to be easy to access under the Learning Center. And I do want to just remind our listeners, if you want to know where to get this, it's really easy. Log into your AAD account on AAD.org, click the Meetings and Education tab, then click Professional Education to the Learning Center, and it's right there, right at the top. And it's on demand. There's five courses, up to 15 CME credits, and it's something that I think is going to be really, really helpful. So, Susan, let's talk a little bit now about uh, how you and Daniela went about really dividing these topics. Give us a little sense on how you really determine what to cover and how to cover it, because this is a huge area. This is. is not just one disease like pigmentary disease. This is a lot. What was your strategy? Well, first, uh, Samal, we had a call for committee members. So we had committee members in all of the different specialties within dermatology. And we met. And for example, the pediatric dermatologist, we asked them to outline what they would thought was a, a comprehensive curriculum, skin of color curriculum regarding a pediatric population. We had the hospitalists who take care of complex medical disorders outline disorders that are a must uh, to be covered in skin of color patients. We had our cosmetic dermatologists identify must topics in that particular arena. And then the next step was to identify experts in the in each area who would then create the content and deliver the lecture. Also, it was critically important that everyone have very good photographs because one problem with skin of color is the paucity of images. And we wanted to make sure that each module was quite rich with images from people with skin of color. So as you can see, this was an effort of probably about 30 people, 30 leaders within dermatology. And Daniela and I had the distinct pleasure and honor of pulling them all together. I must say we did review every single module and made suggestions to make sure that they were perfected. And then the authors went back and then made some little tweaks that we thought made took the modules from excellence to eminence. I love that. Excellence to eminence. Wow. That really, I think, describes this. And, and the reason I asked you that question is because I think our, I wanted our listeners to know that there are experts who are involved in this and not just one or two people. This was a yeoman's effort with 
a large cadre of professionals in our specialty, the, the experts on hair, eczema, pigment, and beyond. So, th- and I think it's important when thinking about education is, are you getting the best? And I really think you guys did a great job here. You really put the best together. Thank you. Let me, that was our goal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think you did it. I mean, I think you really delivered above and beyond because nothing like this has ever been done. So in the last few minutes, Susan, you've walked us through the impetus for this, how to access it, sort of the logistics and and getting our members to understand what's happening here. In the last few minutes, let me kind of ask you more aspirational goals and more aspirational wishes. If you had your crystal ball and, and could predict or want to kind of dive into our next journey in advancing skin of color dermatology for medicine in our specialty, what would you think some of the things we need to do in addition to something like the curriculum? I will just preface that by saying we've done an amazing amount of work at the academy level, and I love the fact that the academy has collaborated with other organizations, but what else would you like to see? Well, I think that it's critically important that each program throughout the United States have a mechanism for teaching their trainees about all patients, right? Because all of these efforts are to ensure that all patients have the same excellent care. That's really the mission of the academy. So what I hope is that each program, even if they don't have a, a diverse population, might create a mechanism where their trainees do rotations in other states that have diverse populations, for example, that they are assigned to these webinars, that they have speakers and grand round speakers that include topics related to skin of color. So what I would like to see, or my vision, is that Skin of color is integrated into all of the learnings of all of the programs and that we don't necessarily need a standalone uh, curriculum. I love that. Absolutely. Because this should just be a part of our main thread work of what we're doing. That's right. And, and I like your idea. You just, you just gave me an idea. And this is something that, uh, you know, I definitely want to talk with our academy leadership and our our great volunteers about is the idea of visiting professors and grand round speakers on some of these topics. I think that's a great, great idea. And I think if I look back on my residency days, I still remember some of the amazing lectures that we had from visiting faculty. And it was always exciting to learn and get a different perspective. So I, I love that, Susan. I think that's a a great idea, and certainly something the Academy could probably put together fairly easily. Yes, the Academy, in conjunction with the APD, for example, the Association of Professors in Dermatology. Great, great idea. And as you mentioned, you know, the Academy has already collaborated with the Skin of Color Society, with the APD, and other groups. I think this is a good opportunity also for our listeners to really understand the concept of the Academy's Inter-Society Task Force. And I'll just briefly mention to our listeners in our last few minutes, the Academy has been working in the best interests of our members to make sure that the work the AAD does is also something that gets awareness and buy-in and really most importantly, collaboration from other groups. And the Inter-Society Diversity Task Force is really a critical piece of that 
So, you know, com- having representatives from the AAD, like Dr. Taylor, having representatives from the Skin of Color Society, the Association of Professors in Durham, the Women's Dermatologic Society, uh, the, the, the Mose College, the ASDS, lots of other groups have been coming together to really share ideas because I think our critical work here is to make sure we work collaboratively and not duplicate each other's efforts. What, what are your thoughts on that, Susan? No, absolutely. And each organization, particularly the AAD, is really devoted to excellence in patient care within dermatology. And the Academy supports each and every one of our members to ensure that they can deliver excellent care. So this is just but one aspect of ensuring that our Academy members can indeed deliver that care. We want to make sure, for example, that our Academy members you know, have access to all the medications they need. And doctors decide you have worked so hard on the compounding issue, you know, to make sure that we can perform biopsies, for example. So we're bringing all of these different organizations together, again, for excellence in patient care. Well, I think you said it best, and I can't think of a better place for us to kind of wrap our discussion up because Excellence in patient care and excellence in our specialty are really the pillars of the Academy. And yes, all our listeners know this, that the Academy is the premier organization in the U.S., Canada, globally for our specialty. We take a lot of pride that no one's bigger and better is what I like to say. And I know Dr. Taylor feels the same way. I can feel it from her comments. Correct. And Susan, I really must applaud you and Dr. Krasinski and the entire work group because I witnessed the creation of this skin of color curriculum from idea to fruition during my time on the Academy's board of directors. And it's frankly kind of incredible that it's actually already out there because I just want our members to know how much work went on behind the scenes. So you have my heartfelt thanks for all of your hard work. And to all of our listeners, I hope this has been a helpful discussion today talking about a new member benefit, a new free CME opportunity, and most importantly, a way to continue our education so that we as dermatologists and members of the Academy continue to deliver the highest quality care, which we strive to do. So Dr. Taylor, thank you so much for your time and joining me today. And thank you. And thank you to all of you, our listeners and members of the Academy for your support of the AAD and for joining this episode of Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Samal Desai, your host for today and a member of the Dialogues in Dermatology editorial board. It's my pleasure to be with you once again, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Until next time, stay healthy and stay well. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Todd Schlesinger, your editor-in-chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcasts. We hope you enjoy these new options for listening to Dialogues and the increasing content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.